Hi everyone, my name is Chelsea. I am an administrator and designer at Sexuality Unmasked and I help to make the podcast and do some of the media stuff that they put out. And today I am interviewing Angeline and Jeremy. They are a recently married couple and they are expecting a baby in July. And they're here to talk to us a little bit about their relationship and the Unmasked message and answer some questions that you guys had on Instagram. So Angeline and Jeremy, say hi. Hi. Hey. <laughs> so in terms of our first question, we wanted to kind of just ask um, about the Unmasked message and what about it really affected each of your guys' lives. Yeah, so the Unmasked message was really just impactful in my life um, because I just come from a background before I was saved. Uh, I just I slept with a lot of girls. Um, I just, I partied, I drank, I smoked. I just did whatever really made me feel good. Um, and so even when I was saved, I just, I I was in a relationship when I got saved, um, a very toxic relationship, a relationship that wasn't godly, it wasn't right. And um, I honestly, I didn't know that that was wrong or anything until I got saved and I got convicted. Um, and even then, until I heard the unmasked message, I didn't know um, just what I was even doing. And I heard it. And Jim Anderson just spoke, and um, I just heard I heard the Lord through his message, and um, he was just telling me even my identity as a man and what roles I have and, you know, why I'm built the way that I am and um, even helped me make some decisions in my life at that time that were very crucial to my destiny and even meet my wife and um, to the father that I'm going to be. If it wasn't for the unmasked message, I don't think I would be who I am today. So it's just a very impactful, crucial aspect of my walk with the Lord and even my destiny. What about for you, Angeline? <clears throat> I think about one of the first times I heard the unmasked message. It was kind of like hearing something, um, putting words to what I've never heard before, but something that I knew that was true. Um, it helped me even going to conference and just being around their family helped me understand that it was truth and it was reality and it was what we were called to be is people who are identified by sons and daughters and not by our sexuality Mm -hmm. that it's something that doesn't identify it's not called to identify us or be a source of identity but it's something that's like an add-on to life and I think it's something that Jim carries and yeah, it just impacted how I am today. And I don't think I would have been able to have a healthy relationship in the courtship with my husband or even in marriage without hearing the truth of the unmasked message and the heart Jim shares. Um, I know Jeremy kind of already answered this, but do you think that you could talk about like before you knew Jesus, um, what was your perspective like on sex and sexuality? Like what did you even think about being in a relationship or what did you think that would look like for you? Um, I think I had a lot of what culture said, so I struggled a lot with identity and self-image because what I believed, I believed that men would only see a woman as a sexual object, and so she wasn't adding up to what culture said was perfect, what magazines said were, like, through magazines and movies and even music that I wasn't worth it, and so... Before I was saved, I think I just thought that you had to be a sex image before a man would love you. Hmm. 
Yeah, I'll just even add on. Um, before, before I was saved, it was it was kind of similar but different for a guy. I would say than self image issues or um, things like that. But just I I just you know I didn't view women as who they are as a beautiful daughter, um, one who's loved. I honestly was more of like a womanizer who just got what I could get out of women and um it totally changed after I was saved and um even even when it comes to sexuality and what that what the design is for that and the purpose for that not just to please me and get what I want but it's um it's just an act in covenant it's built for a place which is marriage and um yeah so just the Lord totally changed my perspective on women and um, sex in general. When Right before you guys got married, what was something really important that you learned about sexuality and your identity as a man and woman? Did you think that, like, before you got married, there was a lot that changed in your heart, like, that helped you in preparation for getting married? Oh, definitely. Um, I think singleness is something yeah. that's very overlooked. Yeah. Um Especially in our culture, it's like if people are single, there's something wrong with them. Or even sometimes in church, there's kind of a pressure that if you're single and you're older or just single in general, there could be something wrong with you, that there's a guy not choosing you, Uh, which is totally not true. Um, I think in my heart, I had to come to a place of wholeness where I got my needs met by the Lord, as in like my, I was beautiful because God says I am, not because a man does. Mm-hmm. That was one of the biggest things that I believe leads. It's like a doorway to wholeness. When you get this revelation that no man is going to put on me a worth sign that only God is, then it it opens the door for so many areas to be ch- like changed and become whole in the Lord. I mean, it goes from how you spend your time to the fear of missing out even and the fear of, you know, failure and all that stuff I believe lines up with wholeness and um yeah I think the Lord in my single time had to bring me to a place where I was whole without a guy before I could have a healthy relationship in courtship and marriage yeah um singleness is huge I would say she hit it on the head there um just even you know in a season of time where you can make friends and relationship with girls that aren't to be in a relationship with them, but it's more like to be their brother, um, for girls to be a sister to a brother or something like that. I think that's crucial because you build friendships and honestly marriage comes out of a friendship a friendship with another person and if you're not single and you're always trying to fill your needs with another person, um, you're not whole like she was talking about, you're not one whole person. And that's what marriage is, is one whole person and another whole person coming together to make another whole person because the two should be one. Um, so... Yeah, that's 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 crucial. Yeah, and I want to add on that I think that a big significant thing is having brothers and sisters in Christ. And a, an indicator of wholeness is when you can have a relationship with a man who is completely brotherly, or even a woman, if it was vice versa, and there's no sexual tension, no weird innuendos, no... Um, expectations of you're going to meet a need in me of loneliness and a weird draw and kind of like the friends with benefits even type of um, 
mentality in the churches I think can happen not sexual but emotionally and I think a big a big thing that indicates wholeness is when you can have just brothers and sisters and I think at that point honestly you're ready for marriage <laughs> yeah, that's good. what do you think about that idea of friends with benefits that you mentioned <laughs> I know in church it's like obvious that you yeah. shouldn't be sleeping with someone before you're married to them but what about Emotionally, how would you tell that you are using someone emotionally? Hmm. hmm. You gotta go for it. Well, I think I think if you need someone, even it could even be in a friendship, to tell you your worth in general is using mm-hmm. is friends type friend with benefit type of yeah. mentality where it's like, well, I'm gonna hang out with so and so, and if if they invite me to something that I'm I'm okay. And if I mm-hmm. don't get invited or I get feel rejected in in this area, it's an indicator I I mean for myself that I have had to come um to recognize back even even sometimes it could still be kind of like a struggle where it's like if I'm not accepted by certain people, mm-hmm. then I'm not worth it. And it's just reminding yourself that that's not that's not a whole that's not wholeness in your heart your loneliness has to be met by the lord yeah. period and if you need a man um when you're single to tell you that you're worth something that you're beautiful and etc cetera, etc cetera, and you know that there's no future with this person um i think it's something that needs to be dealt with because you will go into marriage and your husband is not going to always make you feel like you're the best thing ever or the one you want to hang out with or you know there could be so many areas of rejection that if you deal with this kind of um thing this this fear of missing out and this identity we could just say lack of identity when you're single when marriage it's going to be something that's easier to overcome and identify like oh jeremy's not making me feel pretty that's okay because I'm beautiful mm-hmm. and I don't need him to and I'm not going to push him away because I'm going to be passive aggressive and try to make him tell me I'm beautiful. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. even, I don't know if that answers. Even just going back to like what uh, culture views is the the friends with benefits where you just sleep with each other but there's no there's no um commitment. That's what that that's what that really is. It's just it's 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 being married with no commitment. It's not it, there's no commitment of staying with each other or um, just being there for one another in the hard times or anything like that. It's just getting what you can get, and it doesn't. It just doesn't work because, for one, when you have sex with each other, just on the physical aspect, you you guys create this bond that is not meant to be just played with or toyed with or broken. Mm-hmm. But you create something physically and emotionally that is meant to just be with one other person, and even just the basis of friends with benefit. Like I said, there's no, there's no trust. There's no like promise that you're gonna be with each other. So obviously, you're probably gonna be sleeping or having sex with other people, which that's not the way that we were designed. And so it's just in the long run gonna create emotional heartache. Mm-hmm. You know, could be even physical problems, um, anxiety, just all of that. It, it just it wouldn't be good health wise. Yeah. Um, yeah, just not, just doesn't work. Yeah. What was, this is just a question that someone had. What was the most valuable lesson you learned while walking out your relationship together? 
Well, I mean, we're still walking it out. Before you were married. <laughs> like Before, the courtship. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, valuable lesson. What was the most valuable lesson that we learned? Yeah, one of the most valuable things you learned in courtship. Or what do you think would be important to tell people that are in a dating relationship right now, pursuing marriage? Uh, I had to learn that it was okay to um, have people criticizing. Or... Not okay, but I had to learn to walk through criticism a lot or just um, opinions of man. And I think it dealt a lot with that part of me that wanted to please people, um, the part of me that wanted to make everyone feel good. Um, I had to say no to quite a few things with, um, like, even my old lifestyle. Like, I love to hang out with people till like, really late at night. <laughs> And I, I just, like, it came to an end when I was starting a courtship with Jeremy. It was, like, more, I had to have more intentional time with him. And so it was really, um, it was a transition that in the long run taught me a lot, like, not to be flaky and let my yes be yes and my no be no and to be confident in that and not feel bad if I hurt people's feelings, which I did. <laughs> and, I mean, it's just as, as a person walking out of a relationship, you want to spend intentional time with each other to get to know each other because we knew each other yeah, as friends. But now it was like, okay, so I've seen him interact with people for two years. And now it was time to get to know him on a one-on-one personal basis. And so my lifestyle did change with going from the single, having fun with everybody out late at night, kind of irresponsible and flaky to okay I'm going to set up times to hang out with people and be intentional with people but also a big chunk of my time was um was Jeremy and getting to know him and meeting with leaders and that kind of process yeah that's what I would say too is just make sure like walk everything out in the light and just uh don't give room for any gossip or nonsense or whatever and have leaders have accountability have people um in your corner just giving you advice and people who have been married and um you know are in their later years of marriage even or just even more than you and um have them just tell you what what some of their experiences were and what they've learned and so just you know somebody who can look out for you guys who has has been through the same area of life that you've been through and giving you wisdom and yeah, just just get to know each other with with leaders and ha- people supporting you and mm-hmm. have that circle of people who do support you because I, I would say that's important yeah. as well. That's really cool. Okay, so this is a question that everyone asks, but how did you guys know that you you were each other's the one? <laughs> or do you think that there is the one? Or what's your, what's your perspective oh, on that? Uh, I think it's so funny because we're totally different. Like... I, going into the relationship, I wasn't going to... He's my first relationship. And so, even before him, before I knew him, which I knew him two years prior to when we actually started courting, or two and a half years, it was like, no, I am not going to be in a relationship or get into a relationship until I know that I'm going to marry the person. So, like, I'd have, like, people pursue me, and I'd fast and pray, and God would say no. So I would tell them no, and that was, like, my life. And so I completely believe that there is a one and God will speak about it if you give him time. But I mean, I know that's not everybody's um, 
belief or everybody's experience, but that's just what I believed and I went for it and I would fast and pray and God would say no. Um, but with Jeremy, when I fasted and prayed, I knew that God said yes. And so going into the relationship with him, I knew that I was going to marry him, which is kind of controversial saying I knew I was going to marry him, but I also acted like, like I wasn't going to give myself fully to him. I accepted the process of courtship because he actually didn't know that he was going to marry me when we started courting. Yeah, that's, that's another, that's another part that I would say definitely have leaders involved in and people who know you, people who know your character and even have been around you for, you know, a couple of years of your life or a year or so, or, um, they just really know who you are to be able to tell if you're, if you're even ready to be married or mm-hmm. if you're just like, like, like a girl kind of or whatever and maybe you've liked a gazillion girls in the past <laughs> month or so you yeah know? so um have them be like a ground almost to mm. to tell if you're serious you should be serious or you know i think it's just that that's important to have some wisdom in your life um as far as my relationship with angeline yeah i i she was really gung-ho and i was <laughs> i was more cautious and i was very like no, I want to protect your heart. I want to make sure that you're gonna be the one that I'm married. And this is the thing about it too is I didn't go into it not thinking that she could be the one that I was gonna marry. Because I think that's very important that if there's a girl that you really like, don't just don't just date to have fun. You know, I would I would say if you're gonna go for it, don't play around. Um, have in mind maybe maybe she is the one that you're gonna marry. You know, have the end goal in your mind of this could possibly lead to marriage because that's because otherwise what's the you know what's the point of it it's just going to be a relationship that people are going to get hurt in and emotional emotions are going to be involved in some someone or both people are going to get hurt in the end and so that's what i would say is just um have that end goal and um yeah really seek the lord about it really see what he's what he's saying because in my life it wasn't as clear to me, I think, as it was as Angeline. And, but I knew that she had everything that I wanted, and I really loved her as a friend, and I couldn't really see my life without her. And I pursued her and um, ended up marrying her in the end. And I still love her today. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, you guys kind of already answered this, but what do you believe God had to say about your relationship? And do you think that God speaks to everyone about who they should date or marry? And do you think that that's something that everyone should be thinking about and praying about? I think it's something that everyone should definitely be praying about. Um, they should definitely just pray about their future spouse in general and bless them. And I remember always praying for my wife, just asking that she would even be healthy and that she'd be okay. And, even if I didn't know her, but, um, seek the Lord for sure. I don't, I don't, I, th- I believe that the Lord speaks to everybody in different ways. Um, some he, he does, I think, speak audibly and say, this is the one. And some, I don't believe that he does. Um, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't pray and fast to see if, um, the girl that you like is going to be your wife in the future. Yeah, um, <laughs> I I think that it's such a, a important subject, like a big part of our life, such an important decision. Yeah. 
that I don't think it should be wasted, um, like spreading yourself out with a bunch of different people. Like, yeah, oh, I really like this person. We're in the church. We're going to go for it because I can't hear God. Or, you know, making it kind of an excuse even to try people out. I mean, I just, I don't see the safeness in that. Personally, probably because I'm a woman and our hearts can get so intertwined so fast and so committed so fast. And um, if that was something that, you know, that relationship ended, it could be really heartbreaking. And so personally for me, I made the decision to hear God's voice on it, and I did. So I just, uh, that's what I think. If you... um, if you listen, I think however God speaks to you, he will speak to you and give you peace about the person who's in front of you. So Yeah, well, even just going out to the men, if there is a girl that you like, I would say protect your heart. And you might say, well, okay, what does that mean? Well, girls, like she was saying, tend to really get emotionally involved. And even guys can get just super emotionally involved. And so when you start talking and you talk about the deeper things of mm-hmm. your heart and you start giving that away to the other person, that could... Um, that could eventually like t- start start talking about marriage before it's really time or before you really really know. Um, I would say even before you're engaged, maybe would be kind of early. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, because who knows? You know who who really knows? Unless I guess the Lord really does speak to you that you're going to marry that person. Really protect your heart in that way and say, hey, I don't want to talk about these really deep things until we get to know each other more. Um, until I'm more sure. And um, even if she wants to talk about those type of things, I would encourage you to just kind of say, hey, I want to protect your heart in this way, and I don't want to get, I don't want anybody to be hurt. And um, so maybe we should just not go this deep yet. Yeah, he, he, for me, I was like, I could tell when he could, so three months in our relationship, I could tell that he wanted to marry me. Like there's like a shifting. He went to Ukraine with Jim, and when he came back, I was like, he knows he's gonna marry me. I know it. I just knew it. And so I would like try to like talk to him about the subject, like, where do you see us in a year? And he would totally shut me down. He didn't talk to me about our marriage or wedding or anything until after we got engaged. And then he said, I'm gonna marry you. Wow. That's <laughs> so awesome. he he's he's lived he's he's preaching what he's lived. So And how did that make you feel? Where you was that a good thing or were you kind of like mm-hmm. why isn't he talking about this with me i i never got hurt by it when because i knew that he knew that he was gonna marry me i would be like annoyed like well you better propose soon because i was just impatient and i would just get kind of like gosh he's not giving me any hints what if he really doesn't want to marry me but i i knew he did it was just it was i knew i was protected that's one thing that showed out is that he will be faithful in this season that he's in that's awesome. So why did you guys specifically, like, have so many boundaries? Like, why did you wait to have sex till you were married or to even talk about marriage before you were engaged? Did you feel like that helped? And how did you feel like it did? Oh, yeah, because it, it kept us in the current season. I mean, with, with not talking about um, marriage until engagement, it was like we had fun in our courtship. I mean, it was like every day was an adventure. I wasn't like, oh, when are we getting married? Let's plan our wedding now. You know, let's, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, it was like, oh, let's go on an adventure today. And 
you know, I'd try to, I'd try to talk him into telling me, like, a little sneak it, like, oh, he, he's gonna marry me, but he never would, he'd never, ever fall into my trap, um, when it comes to, though, not having sex before marriage, I think that is something that is so over, I mean, it's overlooked in our culture, but even our church, we, in church culture and stuff, it's the mindset of, well, if you have it, there's grace, I mean, I've heard a lot of people, like, oh, yeah, if you mess up, there's grace, but, I think if you have your mind made up that you're not going to have sex before marriage, you're really not going to have sex before marriage as a couple and as being equally yoked. And um, we made that decision. I, I mean, it was like before we were even together, it was like both in our hearts. We're not, he's not going to have sex till he's married. I'm not going to have sex till I'm married. Um, and that was something I said when I was like 12, <laughs> um, just to keep my heart guarded and pure from even what sex is, I didn't really know, um, or entertain what it was, listening to people, I didn't go through sex ed, I didn't, you know, I was just very, um, intentionally, what's the word, innocent, intentionally innocent, um, even throughout, you know, high school, out of high school, and church, and internships, and all that stuff, I just intentionally was innocent, so that my heart was guarded, Um, in that area and I didn't awaken anything but I think what it shows when a couple can when Jeremy could look at me and say I'm not gonna have sex with you till you're married it's showing me that no matter what he loves me for who I am and not for what I could give him sexually and I knew that I 100% know that I wasn't secure about it he never tried to like talk me into having sex ever I mean not that it was like always easy like especially when you're engaged it's like you have to set up boundaries like I can't go to his apartment and he'd tell me he was the one who set up the boundaries and let in that area you're not coming to my apartment um towards the end of our engagement and it's just it showed me my worth I'm not found in how I can you know please him so yeah I mean just as far as not having sex before you married probably the most important is just God asks not to yeah but to back it up it's like like she was saying um then it's like, well, the identity gets all mixed up and she thinks that, you know, her identity is found in what she can give me. And I I made it a big priority to let her know that it's not her body that um, is is all that I'm in for. It's not, it's not that, but it's her character. It's who she is. It's who God made her to be. And I love her for who she is. And um, not to mention just sex outside of the covenant of marriage is like I was saying before it's it's not it's not made for that and so it doesn't work it always it leads to to evil it leads to just divorce and it leads to kids outside of wedlock yeah it leads to pain it just causes a lot of pain because emotions are involved and then um, there's breakups and there's divorces and it's just not it's not that's not what it's made for and so well when you have it outside of marriage it becomes sin and so then it it just becomes something that is filled with shame instead of something that is supposed to be a gift and something that's supposed to create covenant with the person you marry um takes the meaning and the value out of it and so putting your setting yourself up for um success is I think we're gonna go find some of the questions that people asked from Instagram. Yeah. Good.
Okay, this one is kind of related to the topic we're on, but did you feel any different or less special for each other after you both slept together? No. No, <laughs> no well, just because of the boundaries that we set and that we didn't do it before we were married and that's not all that marriage is about. It's not about the sex. And so even when we had sex, I still loved her and I loved her even more after we had sex, but it wasn't all about the sex. It wasn't just because she gave me sex, now I'm I'm okay or during the courtship mm-hmm. or whatever. It's not like that's all that mar- marriage yeah. was for us because we built relationship, because we asked each other questions. We had leadership involved um mm-hmm. yeah I mean it was just it wasn't the biggest buildup of marriage mm-hmm. and I totally understand like this question coming from a girl like the heart of a girl um if we relate at all some sort of sexual like my identity is my sexuality or in the past like have had guys be po- super pushy and like um demanding this it could I could see where a woman could feel like um now he has me now he's not going to pursue me and now he has the mystery so to say and now you know his pursuit is over um kind of fears like that and it was amazing because Jeremy throughout our relationship had always shown me that he would pursue me with integrity and pursue me without me like trying to get me to fill needs like he wasn't ever trying to get me to fill an emotional thing or in him or push my boundaries physically even he never tried to do that to me um he was just very honorable and respectful and so when you have that foundation of I just know he loves me because of me I'm not I'm not gonna fill something in him um he's not needing me to fill something in him and when I fill it he's gonna you know, hate me or be done with me kind of thing. He's not going to pursue me anymore. Um, just that fear will be, will, it'll prove out that that fear is not a reality. Um, if you're in a healthy relationship where the man doesn't have porn addiction um, or some sort of sex problem, um, an addiction problem, which I totally believe needs to be dealt with um, before marriage because in marriage I could see how trying to, to fill him sexually while he has an addiction like that can make you feel less loved or valued or special, so to say. Um, but with my, in my experience with Jeremy, he hasn't had, he doesn't have an addiction like that. He has been walking in purity, had been walking in purity for a long time since he gave his life to the Lord and encountered um, even the revelation of purity at the unmasked, convert, um, unmasked sexually unmasked, conference and so but I understand where that fear could come in this is another question from Instagram from someone she is asking how do you keep Jesus in the center and keep your like marriage that keep the spark alive I guess that's two different questions (laughs) so how do you keep Jesus in the center first yeah I mean keep it's well it's like what were you getting we were both believers before we got married and so we both had our own relationships with Jesus and we just both bring that together mm-hmm. and um, he has to be number one in both of our lives even before each other yeah. and we just we make him priority still yeah it's like 
in wholeness, he is your everything. When you're yeah. fully whole in him, he, yeah, exactly. God gives you your identity. He gives you your source of life. He, he is your life. Uh, and that doesn't change with getting married. Mm-hmm. I mean, distractions do come, but it just still doesn't change. He's still your constant in everything. And yeah. What are some practical ways you think that that has played out? Like, how do you spend time with the Lord now that you're married? Is it any different than it was before? Or what do you do? <laughs> um, I mean, it, I don't think it's much. It might be a little different, but it's still the same concept. You just have to probably work around different times and like even devote some time maybe in the morning like before work for me and car rides car rides just yeah same 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 kind of thing yeah it's just making time for him and it's abiding in him too it's just recognizing that i am in him and he is in me and when time gets chaotic and I don't have time to read my Bible every day or do A, B, and C, I still can recognize that He is with me and I am with Him. And I can rest in that and I can talk to Him and He can answer my questions or I can listen to Him at any moment of every second. So That's awesome. This is a little bit of a change, but... Um, some people asked a similar question. Did you have school or career or financial non-negotiables that had to be met before you got married? And then the second was kind of what you did to prepare for marriage, but I feel like they're in the similar vein. Same type of. Yeah. Um, we didn't have, like, none of neither of us had debt. And so we were just working, faithfully working on saving money. and um, But a non-negotiable... I didn't have like a non-negotiable financially with even getting in relationship with Jeremy, I guess, knowing that he was faithful with his job and that he could hold a job is like something that, you know, is like a, I'm, I would say for women, who, for yeah. women out there who are single and are looking for a guy, make sure you're with somebody who has consistently had the same job for a year um or just been working at least like they're they show consistency of always having money um coming in because as a man they're made to be your provider um so when you're in a relationship or you know pursuing someone or it's like you know you want them to be able to take care of you not they're not prepared for marriage if they can't financially take care of you right now um but also for me personally it was like porn like whoever i marry cannot be addicted to porn not marry someone who or get engaged to someone who has a porn addiction he has to deal with that before we get into a relationship and like a an engagement marriage relationship yeah I don't think I really had any non-negotiables as far as money Angeline was super good at saving money she always had money not that you know I personally I didn't need her to have a job or anything, but it was a part of her character that she did have money and that she did work and that she always did have a job. And I mean, that was cool, but I don't think for me that would be a non-negotiable. Like what, what would have been a red flag for you? Um, well, just like if you were irresponsible, I guess if, you, I don't know, 
You didn't, you, I didn't really see any red flags with you or obviously, but yeah, I mean. What would have been one? Um, well, here's one that was cool about Angelina. She never, she never, she liked me, but she, she still like didn't do things to try to get my attention kind of. I mean, not like she, obviously she wanted my attention, but she didn't go out of her way in like such a big way that she made it known to me that she really, really liked me or anything like that. And I thought that was really cool that she didn't like need my attention or she wasn't super needy, I guess. Would be one thing that... Would have been a red flag for you. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is a good one. Did you talk to leaders about any practical sex questions before your wedding? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I was um it's always kind of weird to talk to like I don't know, like mother figures kind of like. And so I was nervous too, but I did um just be like, yeah, I'm I'm like nervous a little bit, but I'm not afraid. Um that's what I told Lisa beforehand and she was um just encouraging like don't be afraid and and you know it's okay and it was really sweet but I ended up I ended up asking a few married like people who had been married recently um questions like kind of their experience which I like kind of recommend but kind of like put caution because your experience isn't going to be everyone else's and so I'd like either get really nervous and scared or like, oh my gosh, I'm like going to be, it's going to be traumatizing and oh my word. And I don't know what to expect because I just didn't know exactly what sex was anyways. Um, and so I was kind of like, but I recommend talking. I talked to Jeremy. I talked to him like a few weeks before our wedding. We had a conversation about it. And I told him what people had told me had been their experiences. Now this is when we were engaged, guys. This isn't. Yeah, this is. <laughs> this is like right before our wedding. Yeah. Um, but I was like, this is what this, like this is this. I heard a few experiences. I asked a few people, and this was their experiences. And I don't want it to be like that. And it makes me nervous. And being able to talk to him in a mature way. I mean, obviously, it wasn't like in his apartment, like when like we we're really feeling each other or anything like that like no it was like setting is everything I don't think you should have intimate conversation where there could be things that happen <laughs> um but we did have the conversation and I was like well I just trust you and we were able to talk um a little bit and I was like can you just tell me um that it's all gonna like it's gonna be okay that you you, you know well, yeah, I mean, I talked, I did talk to some leaders about just sex, and what I would say for, for a guy's perspective is don't be, like, forceful. Don't, like, if she's not ready to have sex um, to be intimate with you, then I wouldn't say that you need to get all mad and force her to yeah. try to have sex with you because it's not what it's about. You got to put her first, and give her time and you know when she's ready and just even be there emotionally with her and for her because ultimately um girls are first emotional so um just talk to her 
about her feelings you've been in. Learn, let her tell her, tell you how she's really feeling about it, if she's nervous or whatever. And um, yeah, that's and all. Be I mean. mature. Yeah, be mature. And just what I would recommend anyone that's engaged and about to be married is to talk to um, to talk to leaders, and also for a guy if you're a virgin and a, you need to talk to another guy. I'm serious, like a married guy. Don't just think you can do it by yourself. I'm serious. This is why people yeah, no, have traumatizing guess, stories. Yeah, that's really good. Because both of you won't know what you're doing, and you're just going to get hurt. So I just tell, I'm just, it's serious. I think you need to always, I think before you have sex, you need to talk to a leader. That's a good. man that's married, obviously, not a single guy, but yeah. <laughs> Is there any like book resources that you guys read that you feel like helped or is there anything you know of that would have been really essential to know before you were married? Like sex wise? Yeah. Oh, I mean we didn't read any books. No. So I I I wasn't a virgin when we got married, but I got saved like five or six years and have been pure ever since and ha has stayed abstinent ever since. Um so, but I would still highly suggest even talking to leaders just because they they can share with you stuff that you might not know or have an experience, especially with especially with a woman who's never had sex before. I googled some things. <laughs> I didn't have a book. But I do recommend it because if you are a virgin like I was and you don't know what sex is, you really should um, talk to, obviously, a leader or some married people. Ask some married people some questions, like practical things. And um, Google, like, the science of it because if you don't – I don't know. That's just how what I think because I didn't know the science of it. And I just Googled just, just the science of it, not anything creepy or anything like that. And then I had a friend, um, she gave me like a kit, which is so funny for my wedding, like a sex kit. And I had no idea how to use any of it. And she wrote me a list on how to use every single thing on, on the list. And um, it was very helpful. And I suggest that you find yourself a leader that will do that for you and explain to you the aftermath of sex so that she could hook you up with that kind of stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you, guys. Really helpful. It's actually super great for people that are like, it's a really real question. And yeah. I feel like a lot of times people won't talk about it or they feel like they have to go to resources that are not Christian or yeah. just aren't available for them to be able to, to actually know what to do when they get married. But I'm just going to finish with one more question. Um, do you guys have, or what are some aspirations you both have for the future? And what are you looking forward to? Um... Well, have a family, yep. and that serves Jesus, and we're, you know, about to have a son. Um, he'll be our first little experiment, and then we want to do, I don't know, like an aspiration, like we want a farm and country and you know A B C D, and I think in the end it just comes down to serving Jesus and having a family that loves God and that we just always do the will of God. Yeah, just we we both want kids, we both want a family and um just even have children that will change generation even love Jesus. But that all just comes back to 
our relationship with Jesus and how we're being examples of that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, building a house and living out in the country and raising a family. 